God, I'm sorry to react to every song, but James, if you're trying to cheer me up, so, you're not. I'm playing de- you wanted sad, depressing music. Well, I don't this know if I depressing. want it. No, no, you're right. This signifies how we I, feel. You, you made fun of every other one. I'm trying to, like, match your mood, buddy. Yo, come on. Like, listen Yeah, to this. no, this is... What was it? The Doors with the End? Was That, that was The Doors, right? Yeah. They, and that was the last song on that album, I yep. believe, right? Yeah, Ross, I think we're at the end here. I mean, what, what a thought of a season. All right, let's get a lot of calls in. Ross Tucker with us, show to Cameron John Ritchie. To the phones we go. I mean, we, we started the show asking a very basic question. What's the number one thing on your mind about the Eagles, about that game, as we sit here now a little bit over 36 hours since it ended? Obviously, the conversation's gone in a lot of directions. But a lot of it has been based on Gannon, Sirianni, the defense, and the officials in the league. Where do you stand on it all? Let's go to Matt right now. Good afternoon, Matt. Um, hey, I'm as gutted as anybody, and, and I had to live through that first experience of watching my 19-year-old son's face as he experienced his first crushing uh, yeah. <laughs> Eagles loss, you know, as I lived through the McNabb era and things like that. But, um, hey, Joe, um, I'm, I'm on your side a lot of the time, but I, I got to follow with John here. I'm going to – no disrespect, but I'm going to start calling you Debo to camera. I hope not. Listen. Because he, he, his was unjustified. Mine's justified. Well, well, listen. We're also listen. fans, not players. Let, let, <laughs> let, let's frame it as if you were a Chiefs fan. Mm-hmm. Um, you've said today, which is just the one thing I can't agree with, that, that we the, the game was stolen yep. from us. Yep. What was stolen from us was the chance to win the game. There's, I mean, they're definitely going to get three points there, and I agree about the Devontae thing. But, look, if you were a Chiefs fan, and, and let's say Jalen Hurts gets the ball back, goes down the field, and scores a touchdown. If I'm a Chiefs fan, I don't have a litany of mistakes to talk about the very next day. The Chiefs can't point to punt returns and fumbles for touchdowns and never stopping the running game, turning average receivers into great receivers. Um, Somehow Avante Maddox, who on that second touchdown when the guy was wide open, Avante was running with him. He just couldn't turn and run back in time. It's not like he was fooled, and I'm no Jonathan Gannon fan. But if you frame this as a Chiefs fan and and Jalen goes down and scores a touchdown, mm-hmm. the next day I'm saying, hey, we did everything we Listen, could. Listen, Matt, I, 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 okay, hold on. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. I, I got you, and I know if you're a Chiefs fan, the main thing you're saying is Patrick Mahomes is basically like a god, and he pulled it off. And there's truth to that. And God bless the guy, really. I mean, I, I he is – He's, he might be the, the best in sports in America today. He, he's he's that good. But I will say this. You said something near the beginning of your thing that, that grabbed my attention because you spent two seconds on it, and I think it warrants more than two seconds. Devontae Smith caught the ball. So the extent – so hold on, Matt, hear me out. So to the extent we relitigate the Bradbury thing, to an extent, there's nothing you can do about it in that once it's called, unless the rest huddle and choose otherwise – it's a penalty. We can complain, but there's no booth review. There was a booth booth review. There was a booth review on Devontae. How? Matt, how does the NFL make the decision that there was enough evidence to overturn that? And that likely cost the Eagles four points in a game in which they lost by three points. That's not a small thing when on a Tuesday, on Thursday, we're supposed to have a parade. You know, you're also forgetting that they opted for a field goal at the end when they could have scored a touchdown. Who? The Chiefs. The Chiefs. 
when everyone the, would do that. Of course, they, why wouldn't they get that? That was the right move. Yeah, by why them? wouldn't and they do that? I understand, but if you're if you're making it about the four point difference, well, the like Eagles they had right. a four point. Well, but the Eagles also, also would have defended different. The Eagles were actually trying to let him get in the end zone. The Eagles, the Eagles well, stopped I, trying wait, on that but, one. But, but, Can I but, say but, something about remember. that, by the way? Yeah, yeah. Hold, on, hold on one second. Matt, Matt, I got you, and thank you for the call. Ross, go ahead. I actually think I, – I, I was watching it back. I'm a little disappointed on that play because I feel like Bradbury or whoever, when McKinnon gets the edge – Push him okay, in? We, we talk about situational football all the time. They're obviously trying to let him score. But when he's on the sideline at, like, the two-yard line, you either push him forward or you push him out of bounds. Hmm. So I, I read all these articles about the situational stuff for the Eagles, and I get it. To me, that's a coaching point and a learning lesson. The guy was right on the out-of-bounds line. Try to push him into the end zone for a touchdown or try to push him out of bounds. You push him out of bounds. The Eagles get the ball with like 47 seconds. Yeah, I, I did not realize that. And it's a totally in different the, ball game. Yeah, in the moment, I didn't think of that. But C.J. Gardner-Johnson was just sort of jogging behind the play rather than, you know, yeah, I see what you're saying, yeah. Ross. They they could have. They, they look, they're, they're taught to let the guy score. Right. That's the right move by the Eagles. They did the right thing. But I've also seen situations where when you get super close, the defense actually tries to pull the guy in or push him sure. in. Because you know what you need there. So, look, I mean, that's probably asking a lot. Yeah. But, I mean, can you imagine how amazing that would have been and how much we would be talking about yeah. that if they actually did that? And then the Eagles win the touchdown on a two-point conversion, which they probably would have gone for with Jalen Hurts. Eagles score a touchdown. They're down a point. Mm. There's three seconds left. I'm rolling the dice with Maybe. Jay Hurts from, from the two-and-a-half-yard line. To the two-yard line or two-and-a-half? Two. I'm rolling the dice. Hey, Ross, the, the Devontae uh, Smith thing, I referenced it. How is that overturned? How is there enough evidence to overturn that? Extremely disappointing. And by the way, this is what I hate. Everything we're talking about is sounds like complaining about refs and replay in the field. This is what losers do. So I hate that we're even talking about this. I want to remove... I want to pretend like I'm talking on Chicago radio, okay, or Los Angeles radio. That cannot happen on two levels. Number one, if what he did on that play is not a catch, then change the rule again. I mean, he had two feet down. He had clear possession of the ball pinned against his helmet and shoulder. He takes a third step out of bounds. Then he falls forward. And then when he falls forward and hits the ground, the ball might have moved a little bit. That is a catch. I, I've been playing football since I was in kindergarten. We, can you imagine being in the backyard with your buddies and a play like that happened and you go, yeah, it's not a catch. Yeah. You'd be like, what are you talking about, yeah. bro? I'll punch you in catch. the face. But That's a catch. But first, first of all, second of all, okay, the rule says, first of all, I'm in those meetings. They're not supposed to do expedited review if the team's in hurry-up. So they're kind of full of crap there because they tell us in the, in the seminar, the officiating seminar, if the team's in hurry-up, they're not supposed to do expedited review. Guess what? The Eagles went on the ball. But they saw enough angles that they stopped it real quick because they got nervous. They're not supposed to do that based on what they tell me in the seminar. Lastly, 
If it takes five minutes, it's not clear and obvious. You lose. It's over. You keep the play on the field. It's, it's by definition not clear and obvious if it took you guys five minutes. Great point, man. I hate point, everything man. about it. Great I hate point. everything about it. That's a great point, Ross. That's a great point, Ross. But let's, let's talk about bigger problems in this game. Yes, I think that was a catch. Yes, that was a huge missed opportunity that would have been, you know, that, that we created for ourselves that they didn't allow us to enjoy. But what about the fact that, Ross, we couldn't protect our quarterback? What about like how well what did the offense? We couldn't protect the quarterback. We didn't pick up blitzes the way we needed to pick them up in this game. We had guys running free on our quarterback, flushing them out of the pocket the entire game. Did well, the offensive line perform up to your standard and that they, you were expecting? And they didn't run it well with traditional running plays when yeah. it wasn't hurt scrambles. Yeah, go, listen, go ahead, Ross. Listen, like if you said to me, "Give me the two biggest reasons why the Eagles lost the game," I would say number one was the two swing plays, which is fumble return for a touchdown and the punt return essentially for a touchdown. You're just not going to beat Patrick Mahomes when those two things happen. And then number two, which is more disappointing and more surprising. Shocking. The Eagles did not dominate the line of scrimmage up front. They did not. Well, not only did they not, not only did they not, Ross, not only did they not dominate, they got beat. Well, y- yes, they did. I-, I would say the Chiefs had the edge. You want to hear something really interesting? Um, you guys know on Tuesdays, because I think this is important. On Tuesdays, I record my betting podcast, the Even Money podcast. And the guy, the reason I'm telling this is the guy is a handicapper, right? He's like a professional better. He said if the Eagles and Chiefs played this Sunday, the Eagles would be one-point favorites. Nothing that he saw in the game or anybody saw really changed the fact that the Eagles are slightly better. It was the two swing plays that obviously were the difference. I would actually disagree with him a little bit because I would tell you the Chiefs were better up front than I thought they would be, and you can't expect Hurts to play that well again. If watching what I watched, I would probably make the Chiefs a slight favorite, primarily because they actually got the better of the Eagles up front probably on both sides of the ball yeah the only flip to that though ross is if you play on a normal field and the eagles defensive line might have dominated you know we'll, we'll really never know how many sacks or effective throws would have occurred if the defensive ends legitimately could have gotten there you know that's it's the shame of it are they going to change this offense ross shane steichen is now the head coach of the indianapolis colts are they going to change this offense to actually pick up those blitzes to say hey, we're going to run some hot routes and sight adjust and things like that now because it, I, I've never seen anything like that. Like the, the willingness the willingness to just put it on your quarterback and say, yeah, we're not going to pick that up. I mean, that's the next step for, for Jalen, right, Ross? They, 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 you would hope and, – and well, let me ask another question to what John just asked. The fact that they don't have hot reads, Jalen, to a receiver from a spot where a guy just blitzed do you think that's because Sirianni thinks he's not ready yet to, to do that? Or do you think it's more because he trusts Jalen's running so significantly that he says, bring on the, the, the free blitzer and, and Jalen will handle it. He'll get around the guy and still make a big play. Well, number one, they do do that sometimes. They, they, they do throw the ball quick to where the blitzer came and, and, and hot read. Not much, though. It's not. They, they do it every once in a while. Secondly. I'm surprised um, when they do it. Yeah. Secondly. I think their belief, and if they're at this level, this is really interesting, 
I think their belief is a free blitzer running 100 miles an hour flying in there is not going to be able to get him down. Jalen's going to be able to make that guy miss. So rather than just throwing a hot read for five yards and having him tackled by the safety who's replacing the blitzer, let's not do that. Let's have Jalen make the first guy miss because that guy's flying off the edge or flying up the middle. Jalen can make the first guy who's not able to throttle down miss, and we can still throw it deep. And they actually did that a couple times, including the throw to Quez, which was unbelievable that Quez was not able to haul in. I thought it was interesting Quez told the media today that he took a step back this year. I appreciated the honesty from Quez because I thought he did. Um, But I I wonder if that's the philosophy. I don't think the Eagles will change very much offensively without Steichen. All right, to the phones we go with Christopher right now. Good afternoon, Christopher. Hey, what's going on? Hey, Christopher. I've been on the phone for like three hours now. Anyway, um, this will be my last phone call for at least five months um, until the next (laughs) season starts. Man, oh, man. (laughs) Yeah, so – you know, um, I did want to go ahead and point out a couple of things. Um, I feel like it was – it's sad to say, but I thought it was destiny for um, this 2022 Eagles season to come to the end the way it did. Why? Um, Why? Okay, I'm going to tell you. Do you, uh, do you remember the Legion of Boom, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the Seattle Seahawks defense? And years later they came out saying all the focus was primarily uh, keeping Russell Wilson happy. I feel like the same thing is happening this uh, to this team. You're trying to keep Jalen Hurts happy. Not at all. Getting... Not not at all true. Absolutely not true. Well, if you let me explain without hanging you up, you can on go me. for it. But I can tell you, there's nothing you can say to convince me. But go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the fans, the organization, you're going to pay this guy a ton of money, which is going to limit the team from getting better. So, in order to keep Jalen Hurts. Uh, successful the way that they did this year, um, they're going to need the similar type of offense that they had this year. Uh, and when you limit Chris, it, oh, no, no, hold on, Chris, now i got to cut you off because now you're annoying me. I'm not trying to be rude. What you're describing is next season and beyond. The Eagles just lost the Super Bowl two days ago. They didn't lose it because of Jalen Hurts' next contract. You're killing me, man. I mean, they just lost the Super Bowl. I hear what you're saying, but dude, they're not going to have the same path that they. So you're did saying, oh no, 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 no! You're giving me it was freaking destiny or whatever you started with. You're telling me they were destined to lose because they got to hold his hand this year because uh, he's going to sign a contract him, in March. They were, they were blowing him up. They were blowing him up without even recognizing the rest of the team as much as they recognized Jalen Hurt. Not true, like, man. They're, 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 not it's, true. It's a team sport. It is not an I. Jim so how, how do you think, like, no, no, Chris? Chris, how do you think Nick Sirianni? How do you think he did the other fifty-two players wrong? I'm just curious. How, how did he do the other fifty-two guys wrong? It's not on Nick Sirianni. It's on WIP. It's on. It's on media. It's on the media. It's blowing this guy up bigger than he actually yeah, I, I, I got you, Chris. We're done. We're done. We're That's going to be his last call for a lot longer than five months. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Let's go to Joe and Malvern. Joe, you're on WIP. Hey, fellas. Hey, Joe. All hey, right, buddy. First of all, I should finish my call. I've been an Eagles fan since they had white helmets. Wow. I'm not over the 80s Super Bowl. I'm not over the, the loss to Tampa Bay or Carolina. I'm not getting over this game. But I'm going to say one thing. A couple things. Give the Kansas City line credit. They kicked their ass. They did. Now, 
we got to wake up. We got to relax a little bit. Be happy. Oh, you got to call me up. What, are you walking stairs here, Jay? Getting some exercise in? What's going on back there? <laughs> anyway, all right. You prepared for now next we're gonna season? Heal. Now we're going to heal. I mean, I'm going to give Chuck some advice, too. It's going to take me a long time to heal, but go ahead. Uh, no, you're, not gonna ever, you're never going to get over it. You have to accept it. <clears throat> what happens if Julio Jones catches that ball in the Falcons? Yeah. <clears throat> what happens if BG doesn't strip that guy? How's our day today? Listen, you're, you're right. I mean, the reality is, in a lot of instances, not always, not the 83 Sixers, but in a lot of instances, the difference between winning a championship and losing a championship is an incredibly thin margin. And we could go through at least half of the last 10 Super Bowls, whether it's Malcolm Butler's interception, whether it's Matt Ryan and that team messing up, whether it's the Eagles against the Patriots, whether it's the game two days ago. Man, there are a lot of games that hang by a thread. I mean, look at Ray Allen's three. If Chris Bosh doesn't get an offensive rebound, the San Antonio Spurs win that title in six. Instead, Ray Allen gets a a three, and the Miami Heat win it in seven. I mean, it's razor thin sometimes, man. Hey, we played probably, as you say, one of the best quarterbacks ever. They didn't turn the ball over. We did. We gave them the punt. So this is what I tell everybody to do. Get some pencil and paper and write 4133 and put it on the door, put it on your car, put it everywhere. And well, the only, Joe, yeah, the only thing, appreciate the call, Joe. The only thing I'll say about that is thank God, guys, Eagles won Super Bowl 50, though. So Jack, Jack texted that to me like the night it happened, like later in the night, and he just goes, Imagine if we didn't win one. Yeah. And it's like, he, I it was know. Such a great yeah, point. totally. I know. Can I, can, can I give something? Can I say something very, very positive? Please. Because I think we all need it. Jalen can do it, man. Yeah, he's very good. No, no, like, I don't think any of us really knew whether or not he could go toe-to-toe with one of these great quarterbacks in a big spot in the playoffs. I mean, he didn't play well at all against the Niners. He was average against the Giants. So the big positive for me the Eagles are never going to have a roster probably like they had this year, but they have a quarterback that can play at an elite level on the biggest stage in the world. Yep. Like the Eagles legitimately might have a quarterback who makes them a contender just by being on the team for the next 10 years, which I don't know that I felt that way until Sunday night. So the big negative is they lost, and they, they lost the game in which he played phenomenal, which is really, really tough to swallow. The positive is, holy crap, like this guy has the chance now yeah. to be the best quarterback in franchise history, and they can, they can build around him knowing when, when it's the most important game in the world, he can play his best. Well, I agree with you, Ross, and I'll add on to that by saying this. While it will get harder, and you alluded to it with his contract and losing players around him, there's nothing that I've seen from Jalen Hurts over the last three seasons that indicates to me that he's not going to still improve. I, I, I mean, I, I, you know, his, his leap from year two to year three was probably one of the top five leaps I've ever seen in football, and it might be top two with Josh Allen. And by the way, it might be number one. I think it's better now. I think it's better. I think it is too. Sean Payton said that he thinks it's the greatest leap he's ever seen. 
Yeah, I, I kind of think it is. I mean, it's, you know, Kobe had a pretty big leap, if I remember. I, it might have been his second season. Of course, he was, you know, like 18 initially, and he was okay as a rookie, but he was, you know, he was a kid playing in the NBA. But there was a point where Kobe quickly became really good. I think it was year two. This was great by Hertz this year. Let's talk to Myron right now. He's calling from Kansas City, but we know he's an Eagles fan. Hi, Myron. Hey, what's going on? Hey, Myron. Uh, uh, first of all, real quick, uh, John, I didn't even get a chance, and I haven't had a chance, you know, even though I'm retired now and enjoying life, at least I was until Sunday. Uh, yeah, I heard about it you know, you, when your dad passed away. I know, yeah, but mine passed away in uh, December. Mm, so, sorry. yeah. I mean, I feel I feel you, and I also you kind of announced to about the uh, ending of your marital situation. I've also been through that that blows, but you know at least you know I mean yeah. you got kids, and you know it's all good. So I just wanted to say sorry about both of those things. Thanks, Myron. Uh, and uh, you know <clears throat> when I graduated Del Rand High School in '88, you know me and Tony Sack, we all came out of that same class. I when when I got to Kansas City in these last two years. I've had to hear a bunch of this, that, and the other. I've gotten more middle fingers thrown at me at Costco and everywhere else from me wearing all my Eagles gear and this, that, and the other. It was all in good fun, I guess, whatever. But I heard Mike Quick and everybody this morning, man, yeah, we blew that game, but we had a lot of help blowing that game from outside sources. I'm not about to let that ride. I'm not about to let that ride. I, I, I ain't letting that go. I'm not letting that go. And when I seen my child, my 10-year-old son, Cry when all the all the when when everything went to zeros and he was when he was with it. we watched the first Super Bowl together when we won and we were jumping around and we were happy that was my baby's boy's first Super Bowl win but to see tears in my son's eyes you know on that loss I went ahead and turned off the TV and I deleted everything I deleted the Super Bowl I deleted the pregame show I deleted the, all of it I didn't even want to look at it. I haven't even looked at anything national. You know, because, you know, my heart still belongs to WIP, and I'm coming with you guys on the morning show. I'll be getting up and, you know, calling and everything. But I'm disgusted. I'm disgusted. And I'm with, and I'm also with, with, with Selk that I, I, I'm, not even, I'm not even feeling the Phillies right now. And we got a good squad. We'll get there, though, Myron. I, I, I hear you. Believe me. I, the last thing I want to think about right now is, you know, anything else. But I, I do feel confident. Listen, I don't think we'll, we'll, I don't think I will ever get over this Eagles loss. I'll be honest with you, but I do think in about two to four weeks I'll be really excited for the Phillies, and I, and I also yeah, think I, guess, I also man. think the Sixers you know, will baseball, give us a charge. Baseball's about old, uh, baseball season's about old, couple years long, so yeah, we got time. But you know, <laughs> but you know what, Myron, it, it'll be you know it's two things, and, and Myron, it's always good hearing from you, man. Two two things about the Phillies, in addition to all the other aspects like Trey Turner this year. Two things about the Phillies I think will be really cool. One is going into a season with the true expectation they're going to make the playoffs, which we really haven't had in a long time. There was, was hope before. It was hope. Now let's expect, like, real, like, yeah, they should be a playoff team. The second is, I, I will find it very interesting in the regular season to see how the Phillies stack up with the Mets and Braves. Now, you can make the case in the end it doesn't matter that much because chances are all three will make the playoffs, and so it's not like a traditional division race with massive implications from 25 years ago. But, you know, like, it'll be fun to see if the Phillies – through getting Trey Turner and others have closed the gap on two teams that won 100 games. And whether the Phillies have that sort of excellence. 215-592-9494. All right, I've got the Twitter poll question of the day in front of me here. Um, let's all go on the record before we assess, or John assesses, um, how people have voted at Sports Radio WIP on Twitter. Um, 
I said earlier today two things can be true at the same time, and I believe in this instance both are true, that the Eagles blew the Super Bowl and that the refs and the league stole the Super Bowl from the Eagles. I think both are factually accurate. What we asked in our poll today is which do you feel more? Not more true. By the way, polls are like, which is more true? Well, two things that are true, you can't be more true than true. True is true. What you can have, though, is feeling something more. Ross, let's start with you. Did you express aspects of kind of both of these? Which do you feel more today, that the Eagles blew it or the refs and Lake stole it? Eagles blew it. Seltzer? I feel cheated. I've said it. I feel cheated. Refs and Lake stole and it. And look, we blew it too. I, I'm, they're yep. both true, but I feel more cheated than anything. And, John, you're clearly that the Eagles blow it. Absolutely. And yesterday I was that the Eagles blew it. Today, upon more reflection of all sorts of stuff on social media, including a 90-freaking-four-year-old guy in charge of doing the field who happens to be a Kansas City Chiefs fan who happened to retire Sunday night after the game. Like, are you kidding me? Uh, I, I, I would choose today the refs in Lake Stoll. Go ahead, Ross. Well, but I think there's a reason why the two former players will say that the players blew it. Because that's what all the players said, and that's how they really feel because the field part of it is the same for both teams. Yeah, but not with the same effect. And even Bradbury and all these guys would tell you, don't allow it to come down to the officials. I know. We all hated that. We all hated the call. But if you're Bradbury, don't even touch him. Don't even give the refs a chance to make a bad call. And honestly, Joe, like, Jalen had a great game. You, you can't fumble the ball for a touchdown. I, dude, I, Russ, I agree. I agree. Sipis' punt, what, what was that punt? What even was it? Did you hear Tony talking about that punt? They gave us a bad punt. You know, they decide to put Sipis in instead of Kern, and then he has a terrible punt, and they take yeah. it back pretty much to the house. I mean, that was pretty much a touchdown. Not to mention Gannon got, you know, pants by Andy, and Sirianni certainly got outcoached. I, I hear you, Ross. I'm not saying the Eagles didn't blow it. Because I think they did. I'm just telling you, I, I think what I feel currently is more about the, the league and the refs. John, the results are in front of me here. Which do you think got more votes? S- Super Bowl was blown by the Eagles or it was stolen by the league? I'm going to say it's pretty close to 50-50. I, I know everyone is validated in however they feel. So I'm going to say 55% say the players needed to play better. So I will tell you this. Um, I was really stunned by this poll result, significantly. Eighty-three percent of people are saying that the uh, Eagles blew the Super Bowl. And again, I'm Good. not saying it's not true, but I'm just Good. a little surprised that James. Are you surprised by this poll? I have a theory on it. Okay, I think it's because of the Niners thing, and and there are people who would normally complain about this, and they're like, "I'm not going to be like that." And this is different. That was Niners players complaining. All our players said the right things. We are fans of the sport. We can talk about whatever the hell we want. And then on top of that, they were complaining because their backup backup quarterback got not or their quarterback got knocked out of the game by our team. And then their backup got totally. knocked out by our team. We're talking about outside circumstances that influenced our team. It's different. I agree with you, James. I mean, did the 49ers have any complaint? I mean, the Devontae Smith thing they could say should not have been ruled a catch, and they'd be right about that, but their coach had a chance to challenge it. It was quick. He only had about 10 seconds. He did not throw the flag. I mean, them the breaks. Yep. What I have a bigger issue with is Devontae Smith caught a ball. It was a five-minute review, and somehow it was determined he didn't catch the ball. Well, I'll tell you something that's, that's not outrageous. right. That's outrageous. But, but, Joe, it's not right that 
they didn't stop the game for the Niners to expedite review New York look at it without the challenge, but they did do that for the Devontae Smith catch. Yeah, see, I, I agree that, with you, Ross. There, that there's, is inconsistent. That is not right. That rule, and I— be one or the other. Ross, let me tell you something. I'm glad you brought that up because when that started— becoming more of a thing and it, it, when it really jumped up as more of a thing was the first round of the playoffs when they were doing it left and right that weekend I, I vividly remember thinking to myself man you're opening up a Pandora's box here yep sometimes the league I mean anytime the league can just strike a moment at their discretion but then other times they don't and then the coach has to challenge and like what are we doing here and I'll say this too I, I never say this I never care I like some of the players on the 49ers but I'm rooting against them in every game they play for the rest of their lives. I mean, I, I, I've never seen a group of guys that got their you-know-what's kicked have more to say than them on Radio Row last week. And I was there. I got no problem with them going there and making money. for That's fine. But we've got a kicker coming on and saying, all you have to do, all you have to do is make Jalen Hurts play quarterback. Great analysis, Robbie. Did you watch the game? <laughs> The guy was the MVP. The guy was almost MVP of the game, and the Eagles lost. He still almost got voted MVP of the game. Like great analysis. And then Debo's going to come out and say Bradbury's trash. Wait till you see how much money Bradbury gets. Debo. I mean, I, I am embarrassed for those guys, and I am so happy that Kelsey and Bradbury and all the Eagles refuse yeah. to let the field or the officiating you know, be what they blame. Well, I agree that, with you, Ross, and I'll take it a step further. I, I, I'm, I know John's been a big guy on this, big on this guy, but I got to ding Kyle Shanahan on that front. He's the leader of their football team. He obviously had an opportunity to talk to him after the game and the day after in San Francisco, wrapping up the season. He didn't message it right. I mean, if, if Kyle Shanahan's players all think all that, Kyle Shanahan was probably saying that stuff to him, to them. I mean, he was doing a lot of complaining on that sideline. And I'm watching that game, and I'm thinking – Shanahan, what are you complaining about? Your, your team's favorite, getting run out of the freaking field. And, and James, James mentioned this, but my favorite, because I tweeted, you know, sport, uh, radio, 94 WIP tweeted about the Debo comments calling Bradbury trash. And I quote tweeted it at Ross Tucker NFL, and I said, I've never seen a, guy, a group of guys that got smoked by 20-plus points have more to say. Yeah. You should see how many Niners fans replied and saying, we didn't have a quarterback. We didn't have a guy that could throw the ball. Oh, yeah, that's really the score if we had a quarterback. Hey, guys, what, what happened to your quarterback? Yeah. They, they, they kind of got killed by the Eagles' D-line because your, your boys couldn't block them. Like, what are you talking totally. about? Totally, and especially when you consider that the coach literally chose to have a tight end block Hassan Reddick. Like, that's, exactly. That's, that's not your fault? All right, let's go to Anthony and Wilmington. Unbelievable. Anthony, what's up, pal? Hey, guys, how you doing, man? Mm. I don't know. I really don't. Not, not great. great. Not great is the answer. I know, I know, I know. It sucks. I got, like, five bullet points I want to hit. <clears throat> so, I, I, that poll's crazy to me. I mean, only because, I mean, I think, yeah, Gannon blew the game defensively by playing soft and not going man-to-man. Um, but the rest didn't give us a chance to win. So, I mean, at the end of the day, you can't make that call in the Super Bowl and, and just, you know, they blew it for everybody. The whole NFL and everybody for something. Well, that's the thing, by the way. Unless you were rooting for the Chiefs or you bet on the Chiefs, 
everybody else is frustrated no by question. that. No Nobody question. wanted to see the game end that way. And and what's interesting is, as I hear Anthony talk about Gannon, I'm wondering, guys, if he saw how much they were slipping around and said, we can't play man-to-man. Like, we, we, we can't be in a position mm. where we are reacting to these guys running routes. Yeah. We have to play zone yeah. so we can shuffle, slide, and be in space because if we play man-to-man and these guys make a, make a you know, run their route, we're going to fall. I, you know, I don't know if Gannon would admit to that or not. He might be the Cardinals head coach, but I, just him saying that triggered that I wonder if he decides second half, we got to just be safe and go zone. <laughs> you can be safe against Mahomes and see what happens. I mean, at least you give him a bump at the line and give the defensive line an extra little half a second to get there. Maybe it makes a difference. I mean, you only have to go back to the Tampa Bay Super Bowl game at what, 31-9. I mean, they got, what, they get three sacks? I mean, I mean, that made a huge difference right there. We got no sacks. And did we? Yeah. yeah, and Tampa Bay wasn't blitzing to get those sacks, by the way. They were just doing what we did, lining up and not well, slipping. The- uh, yeah, I mean, helped them. The Chiefs' O line was horrible that year, and also uh, Mahomes was a different player. Mahomes was not willing to just throw the ball quick and throw the checkdowns. He's changed his he changed his game as a result of that game. Unbelievable, Ross. I will say uh, where we are in our Eagles' brains, all about the Eagles and everything done to them from the refs, and you know, but. The Mahomes thing, I marvel at that because I'll tell you, Ross, when he got injured about three weeks ago, I, I thought I thought that was it for them. I, I, I thought, like, he's going to play, but he's going to struggle. And I think what he pulled off is is maybe even nationally speaking not getting enough recognition. I, I think it's an all-time achievement. I really totally, do. Totally agree. That looked horrible when it happened. He's ended up being able to come back into the Jaguars game. And how about Chad Henney, by the way? from why I'm missing PA being able to get that touchdown, but then to play against the Bengals, they're good and win that game. And then even in the Eagles game, my wife and I had a bet at halftime. She was convinced Mahomes wasn't going to be able to play in the second half. I was like, hun, he's playing in the second (laughs) half. Like, I'm just telling you like one way or the other, I don't don't know if they shoot it up or what he's playing. She's like, no, did you see him put his head on the trainer's shoulder? I'm like, hun, he's playing. I hear you, man. I mean, we talk a lot about the Jordan flu game, but, I mean, come on, man. This was three in a row against two of them really great football teams. Ross, let me say to you, uh, thank you for all your contributions to the Midday Show. I know this is your last time with us on this time, this time slot, but we know we're going to be talking an awful lot when we're in the mornings, uh, which, by the way, for everyone listening, the new morning show will start on Monday of next week. So, Ross, a very, very, very sincere thank you uh, from us to you for, for all the years, man. Of course, it's been awesome. You guys know I love it. Uh, congratulations again on the morning show and looking forward to coming on whenever you guys want me. Yeah, no, it'll be frequent. Thanks, man. Much appreciated, Ross. All right, take care. Thanks. For All right, coming up will be Time's Yours. Joe Cameron, John Rich on WIP. Hey, the ending stunk, but the Birds had a great run this season. And in honor of an amazing and historical season, my friends at the Bush Auto Group are running a Philly special of their own. Right now, when you purchase any vehicle from one of their four great locations, Exton Nissan, Nissan 422 of Limerick, Infinity of Westchester, or Infinity of Ardmore, 
you'll get over $3,000 in bonus value to help maintain your vehicle and keep the cost of ownership down. With prices of almost everything going up, the team over at the Bush Auto Group does just the opposite. They're driving costs down. They also pride themselves on their selection. Not only are they your local spot for a great selection of new Nissans or Infinities, but they have over 300 pre-owned vehicles in stock. When you're looking for your next vehicle, choose the Bush Auto Group. Visit them online today at bushautogroup.com. That's B-U-S-H autogroup.com. And when you see them in store, tell them John Ritchie sent you.